0: You know, it's interesting in uh, our lessons today, um, in the first lesson, it talks about the reality of the people of Israel coming out of Egypt. And the reality is the Lord was with them every step of the way, and He was with them in such a way that they needed Him to be with them. What I mean by that is this. He parted the sea so that they could escape uh, from the Egyptians. And also, He was a pillar of fire for them at night keeping away the wild animals, enabling them to be able to see, and also giving them a a degree of warmth in the desert. And then a cloud by day, covering them from the hot sun and protecting them and keeping them. So it's just interesting as we read this story today that God was there for them in exactly the way that they needed God to be there for them. And I want to focus in on the reality of that, uh, that we hear about today in the scripture about fire. As you know, and I'm sure you've been praying for the West Coast. I mean, um, Arlena and I were just talking this morning about wishing that tropical depression off our coast would have been on the West Coast instead and hit them real good. So we can certainly be praying for rain for them. But, you know, the reality is fire can be a very destructive force, but also a very creative force. In fact, the Indians, if you read their history history, they actually knew about these kind of fires that would just go and go and go, and so they actually uh, created fire breaks so that it wouldn't just keep on spreading. It was very interesting what they did. They knew. They had a knowledge of, of what fire could do. And also, as we look at the scripture, not only in the Old Testament lesson today about the Lord being present to the people of Israel as a pillar of fire, we also read the truth in the scripture that our God is a consuming fire. That actually has relationship to our lesson today uh, the second lesson about, about the importance of forgiveness, uh, the importance of having mercy upon people. And all of us, you know, it's easy to forgive somebody for something that's relatively minor, it's more difficult to forgive someone for something that's relatively big. And sometimes for some people, they just have a hard time with forgiveness, it, they just keep stewing about it. I mean, I meet with people all the time, I mean, they're talking to me about something that happened 30 years ago like it happened yesterday. And so, all of us can have a struggle with that, but again, the the importance of mercy and forgiveness is really important in our spiritual lives. I mean, uh, those are pretty strong words even in the gospel today about forgiving, Um, you know, uh, being put in the prison, you know, if you will, if you don't forgive, And it is a prison not being forgiving, not being merciful. And so part of this reality the fire of God is uh, if we're open to the fire of God in our lives, it's a fire that uh, can consume us. It's a fire that convicts us. It's a fire that burns away all of the dead that's in our life that ultimately we might have life. You know, one of the things about a fire is, yes, If you've ever been through where a fire was, everything's pretty well destroyed. It's ash. But if you come back the following spring, invariably you'll begin to see shoots of new uh, plants coming up. And so a fire not only brings death, it not only consumes all of the dead things that are there, but it ultimately can bring about a wonderful life as well. And the same is true for us spiritually. Our God is a consuming fire, that's part of the reality of who our God is. I love talking about with you about how God is love. I enjoy sharing with you about how God is merciful and forgives our sins. I uh, c- celebrate the reality that God wants to give us joy. But you know what? You, you need to read the whole book, even the parts you don't like. And part of the book talks about the reality of our God being a consuming fire. And that aspect of our God is a God that consumes our sin, our deadness, and the areas of our, of our lives that need to go away. So my, my question to you and me here today is, are you having an experience in your life where God's fire is at work? Do you kind of smell smoke in your life? <laughs> and uh, let, me, let me just share with you what that might look like for you. Um, you know, there's a... There's a sense of conviction in your life that won't go away. There's a sense of burning uh, or a sense of direction in your life that you're struggling with, but you know it's from God. Um, There's a sense in your life that God is trying to burn away and deal with some areas in your heart and in your life that really need to be dealt with, but it's kind of like killing you at the same time. It's hard to go through. You feel like God is consuming a part of you that is very real and very alive, but also needs to be surrendered to God. Those are all signs that the God of fire is in your life. The important thing is when that is happening in your life, pay attention. Pay attention. Don't harden your heart or fall away. Let the fire fall on you. The reason why God's fire is moving in your life, the reason why God's word says that our God is a consuming fire is that it's part of God's nature. Part of what God does in our lives is like what a fire does. It, it consumes, uh, in some ways, what is dead, what needs to go away. It convicts. It speaks to you about, hey, you know what, this really needs to leave, and it can only happen by my grace, and I, it needs to be consumed in my fire and in my love and in my power. So, the fire can uh, always symbolize God's presence, and it can be uh, not only judgment, consume your sacrifice, maybe it's sin, maybe it's conviction, but God's presence can also be a comfort in fire. It can be a pillar of fire, as we read about in the Old Testament today, that provides warmth and light and direction. And the more that you and I are open to God's spirit and fire in our life, the more we'll get used to that fiery presence, and that sense of God's loving holiness in our life, guiding and directing us in ways that are new. Purifying fire manifests itself, first of all, through God's presence. God is light and is holy. You remember the story of Isaiah, when he had that heavenly vision and experience of God. He said, woe am I, for I am a man of unclean lips among a people of unclean lips. And so, again, one of the signs that you're in the holy fire and presence of God is you'll have a conviction of your sin. You'll have a conviction that, hey, um, I need to move from this darkness into God's light. That's one of the signs of God's fiery presence. Again, an awareness of sin. Uh, Your own conscience. Your own conscience. What is your conscience telling you? What is your conscience telling you That you shouldn't be doing and that you should be doing. Again, we try to make this incredibly complicated, and I'm just here to tell you it's incredibly simple. (laughs) We try to make it complicated, I'm gonna be honest with you. We try to make it complicated because we wanna get away with it. If you start making stuff complicated, it's probably because you wanna sin. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. This is the voice of experience speaking. It's simple. Listen to your conscience. And if you're having a hard time listening to to your conscience and following God, ask God for help. God, help me to listen to my conscience. Help me to listen to your spirit. Help me to follow you. Another way in which God's fire can speak to us is through life events. Maybe there's an illness or something like that that you're really struggling with. Maybe there's a real fear about tomorrow and what it might, might bring. Maybe there's a trial that you're going through right now, and you don't know when it's going to end. Those are all signs of God's fire. And again, I don't know about you, but when I'm in the fire, what's the first thing I want to do? I want to get out of it. <laughs> I want to get out of it. I want to find the escape hatch, and I want to get out of that fire as soon as I can. And guess what I've discovered over time? You ain't getting out of the fire. You are not getting out of the fire. You might get a little break, but I'm telling you what's on the other end of that break, the fire. And you are not done with the fire until God says you're done with the fire. But it's killing me, Father Joe. It's killing me. Well, that's part of the fire. It's also bringing life. And so this whole reality of the fire in our lives as in the natural world is that it not only destroys dead things, but it can bring about a new beginning. The fire in our spirit burns away the old, burns away the old that the new might come, that the new might begin. The prophet Joel shared it this way Return with me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your hearts and not your garments. And so you see, our repentance before God ushers in the new life of God. So again, I want to encourage you don't give up. Don't give up on yourself, and don't give up on one another, and don't give up on this world in this moment. Really. Literally, we can say there are some parts of our world in our own country that are being burned into oblivion. Burned into oblivion. People losing their lives. People losing their properties. People losing their businesses. I mean, it's just all going up in flames. Literally. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And... You feel for these people, and you feel for your own life and people you know who are going through these kinds of things. And if you're not careful, you could lose your faith. It could just be too much, right? So those are the moments like we're living through right now where, I don't know about you, but I just need to stay on my knees a little bit longer, and receive God's grace to put the next foot in front of the other and keep going. Our repentance, our being open to God's fire in this moment that's happening right now is ushering us into God's new life in some way, shape, or form. 19th century settlers spoke of the violence of prairie fires, prairie burns. Their noise, heat, power, and attraction They are reactions modern-day scientists share. A prairie burning is something like a great thunderstorm in which you experience the new power of nature, comments Stephen Packard. After you've burned it off, nothing is left. It's so pure. Every leaf that emerges is new, shiny, and wet. Every flower petal is perfect. It reminds you of being young." So I would invite you along with me in this moment, whether it is the fire of trial, whether it is the fire of your own sin, whether it is the fire of a struggle, whether it is the fire of just all that the world is going through and you feeling overwhelmed, that's real. That's the moment in which we're living. But there also is the promise of new life As we go through that, just like there was for the people of Israel, our God is a consuming fire. But he's consuming not to kill you, but to bring new life. Let us pray. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters and myself gathered here today. We pray for the people on the West Coast and other parts of the world where there are just raging incredible fires going on, whether they're actual literal fires or fires of trial, fires of testing, fires of sin, fires of brokenness that just seem to be consuming one's very life. And Lord, I especially want to pray for each person that's here today. If they are going through a fire of some sort, I pray that your spirit would encourage them right now. That in some way, shape, or form, you are with them. That you are a consuming fire And that you will have your way in our lives. And that is good. We pray for strength. We pray for grace. We pray that we wouldn't give up. We pray that we would be open to endure your fire as long as it takes for you to get us where you want us to be. Whatever it takes, Lord, bring the fire on. And as you consume our sin, as you minister to us in the midst of our struggles, as you guide and lead us through the trials that are uniquely ours, And as we come to that barren place, may we be patient as you bring forth new growth, new life, new flowers, new fruit in each of our hearts, amen.